If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to 99 Potions, Fanbyte's premier RPG podcast. I'm one of your hosts, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. How are you? Hope everyone had a restful holiday week. Uh, mine was pretty good. I made ice cream. It was great. Uh, we almost ate the entire court in a weekend. Mm. Anyway, uh, I've got, got two wonderful co-hosts with me this week. Uh, one is featured contributor Natalie Flores. Hello. Hi, I felt like your weekend was very similar to mine and yeah. like consuming things that are not necessarily good for you. Like yeah. I am currently gearing up for my fourth rewatch of Arcane on oh, Netflix. Natalie, like, um, you know there's so other that was stuff my out metaf- there, right? Yeah, um, but that's my metaphorical ice cream tub over the weekend um i'm kind of like my brain is rotting yeah so, when are you gonna when are you gonna start playing league of legends natalie never because never? especially because some people who have literally worked on the show have come out and said don't play league of legends and <laughs> right. so, yeah one of them an, an artist uh seems like a really super cool wonderful person and they wrote they're like we made arcane for other people who are like just upset with the idea of playing more league of legends well, like apparently this is like for the league's community like. is like real they anyone who's new they say tag as an arcane watcher and then like target that person like, mm. that is explicitly the game I have always avoided because of yeah. toxicity. It's like, too it, like, that is a prototype. It's and too I'm, big I'm and perfectly it's too toxic. content just, you know, uh, rewatching Arcane ad nauseum until the second season is out and playing Rent King, which we talked about recently. Yeah, Steven, it's a good well, I, well game. we, I mean, Steven and I, Steven, yeah. senior managing editor. Who is not here today, ironically. Steven, um, yes, is on the wet International Space Station. Don't ask me what that means. You'll know. Real, <laughs> real, real folks will know what that means. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. But also with us is news editor Imran Khan. Hello, Imran. Hello. I'm very dry. That's great. I'm really glad <laughs> that you're dry. That's amazing. Um, I, I think we have to be dry to talk about a uh, a real wet and wild story that uh, came out uh, earlier this month. I won't even Damn, call it a story. that's a segue. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's a story. It's a uh, it's a, a capital R rumor. There's a actually actually it's one of my favorite new things report, which is like a new way of saying rumor. Um, I feel like in the industry um, that there's a big PlayStation remake coming out. Now that part we know is true. Is that correct, Imran? That there is some big PlayStation remake on the horizon. Uh. There were same VGC has also reported on claims of that. I okay. and like a musician has said, hey, there's a big remake coming, which we're involved with. But the speculation, or I guess maybe I don't know, I guess is that it's Chrono Cross. Um, so that's big. It's, it's I think a couple of factors are like going into that. Uh, one is that one of the people who said is supposedly involved with this is Mitsuda, who worked originally on. Chrono Cross. Another is we didn't we didn't talk about this that much because like it was such a weird thing. But there was a leak a couple of months ago where an NVIDIA database stuff for in development projects came out, and as far as we could tell, it has been confirmed over and over and over. This leak was legitimate. Whether those projects are in development, whether they're like using code names or whatever, up to the up to you know speculation and all that. But so far that that leak appeared to be legitimate and that leak had chrono cross for different consoles at least pc because it was not nvidia leak yeah. uh listed there which seems to imply there is a chrono cross project in the works mm. Mm. now tell t- uh, tell me this why does it make sense that uh, chrono cross would be remade and not something like chrono trigger like i'm a big massive Chrono Cross head. In fact, there's a very old 99 Potions episode uh, where we talked about Chrono Cross. It's one of my very favorite RPGs, so I'm super happy to have it. But it's odd that we would be going down the Chrono Cross road and not trigger, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the speculation on my part is there are so many people who touch Chrono Trigger. I kind of wonder if like it's a thing of we need to ask like Akira Toriyama for uh, permission. To do. Right. Maybe, maybe that's one of the things involved. Maybe it's that they know if you touch Crow Chigger and don't do it right, people get very, very mad. That's true. So, but that but, might be. But they just did it with Final Fantasy VII, right? Yeah. And it kind of worked out. That's them doing it, though. Like you're not going to get. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, you're not going to get. Why have I forgotten his name? The guy from Dragon Quest. You won't get like all those. You'll get Sakaguchi back. You won't get all these right. people who were involved with that That's original true. thing to do. You you will get Masato Kato back because right. he's he will do anything Chrono uh, whenever you ask him to. But it's a lot of people that you will not necessarily get back. On the other hand, this is there's been an in joke with me and some friends recently about. When Forever Entertainment signed that deal with Square Enix to work on remakes, mm-hmm. we've, we've always been like, oh, they're working on Chrono Chigger. Some part of me does think they are actually working on Chrono Chigger. Mm. Which okay. is not great, because Forever Entertainment is like, they've been real bad at all these big remakes <laughs> they've been making. So, But yeah, I, I imagine like, also Chrono Chigger is going to require more of a, an overhaul than say a Chrono Cross, which is not necessarily as beloved, would be. Right. Like, uh, from what I can gather based on what people are talking around this Chrono Cross thing is, if it exists, it is probably more of a Trials of Mana-style remake. Ah, which, so just kind of yeah. a, a fresh coat of paint with some quality of life improvements, but not much. Well, no, Trials of Mana was a complete, like, oh, top that, overhaul. Oh, that version. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, yes. 
Uh, but like, I think if people want to see Chrono Trigger remade, they'd want to see it like with a host seven remake style budget, which is not going to happen ever. But a, I think they'd also be very mad if it was just like a fairly budget 3d game too. So I think Chrono Cross sits kind of in the middle. If it is a remaster, then recently Square Enix has been experimenting with like AI, uh, upscaling with their pre-rendered backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense too, if they were going to go that route. But I honestly, who knows? Like, Square Enix, what, what, when does this air? When does this podcast air? This is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's December the 2. Yeah. Okay, then I can't talk about anything. But I'm just saying, Chrono <laughs> Cross is like, uh, it's on Square Enix's mind for sure. I would yeah. not be shocked if they've got a project about it. Wait, you should yeah. post that in the Slack right after we record, by the way. You already yeah, know, I've got the DM. I've got oh, right, well. Right, I've right. got to know. You got to tell me now. You uh, got to remind I, me because I, 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 I forgot. Got, you should tell me during this thing, and I'll just be cool about it for the next hour. <laughs> yeah. um, but but Jordan Natalie, like Natalie, I, you you have not played Chrono Cross, correct? If I recall, <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Um, would would something like this get you to play it, or are you someone that's going to want to play Chrono Trigger first? I would want to play Chrono Trigger first. Uh, it okay. feels like it's kind of like the Sailor Moon of video games to me, where like I missed out on that, especially when it was like the time to get into it, and I feel like my life is missing something and I can try to sort of like I've gone back and I've tried to watch Sailor Moon and I know it's just not the same thing so I feel that way about Chrono Trigger so obviously the only sort of uh cure to that or the remedy would be a very specifically tailored to me total remake from mm. the ground up, mm. like with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I think for some people, Chrono Trigger is their favorite game of all time. Sure. And like So yeah. many people. I don't, I don't think there's any way you could really remake that well, especially if you're not willing to put like tens and tens of millions of dollars into it. Yeah, massive which, budget. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that's ever going to really happen. But I I honestly I I'm content with the the PC version of Chrono Trigger. It was not. It did not launch well. They've gone. They've done a good job of trying to make it like decent since then. Sure. And yeah. Put that on new consoles. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean. If 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 all of this just amounted to okay, we put a Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross one two punch on the Switch or something, or just in a package on every major console like that would be totally fine with me um i am one of those uh weird lunatics that played chrono cross before i played chrono trigger so there was like this uh yeah it's like there was just this very uh weird thing of like okay well i don't want to go back and play these old baby games that i never played before um so i'm gonna play the cool game chrono cross and like i got to a certain point of the game which i won't elaborate on but i just missed about 80,000 references within about five yeah. seconds. And I was like, oh, all right, I don't know what any of this shit means. And I played Chrono Trigger and I was like, oh, cool. So, um, yeah, it's just an interesting, it's just, it's an interesting game to be kind of in this rumor space because it's not one of their, I think, like marquee bangers. I do think it's one of their best games ever, but it's like, it's, it's not super well known, I think, outside of a certain circle. So, yeah, I, I love Chrono Cross. It's I think great. Chrono Cross is because it, it released in like what Square Enix called the or just Square then called the Summer of Adventure, right. which is when they released like four RPGs in three months. Yep. But like it was this really nice. 
as a Chrono Trigger sequel, I don't know that it hangs necessarily, right. but like it was this really neat thing of what if we made a game set in an ocean and every single town is an ocean town, but they all had their distinct own personality, mm-hmm. style, whatever, which up till then was completely unheard of. Yep. And they went, what if we like, what if we told a story through the background music? And I think that it, it was executed so well, but I think a lot of people just like, this is not Chrono. And I yeah. think that killed it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if any part of that rumor comes true. We will keep an eye on it, obviously. Um, and it's not the only game that's been sort of... Like, there have been multiple games that have been circulating, like, have had rumors in terms of, like, big PlayStation remake. Like, Final Fantasy IX keeps coming up. Also on the NVIDIA leak. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. also surprising to me because I don't know. I feel like it's beloved uh, among you know intelligent people. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not something that I feel like droves of people are demanding. You know what I mean? So it's. I mean, it's, they made that deal one. recently for a cartoon. Yeah. So they like did. they did. It's With true. that, I could see them going like, well, "Why don't we remake this game again?" Probably not a huge FO Seven remake style thing, but like. Yeah. Okay, I think Trials of Mana is where, like comfortably where Square Enix wants to sit with remakes of older stuff. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. It makes sense. Did that game do well enough for them to, as a test case? I guess mm. I haven't really seen, but it's like I don't recall seeing sales for it. Yeah, so probably not great. But I imagine like I imagine it is scoped well enough within a budget. They're like, okay, this made a profit. That's yeah. fine because yeah, they they then went on and released another Mana. HD remaster after that. So I mean it's it's more money than they would have made on that game otherwise. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So um yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um I don't know. Yeah, I would be blown away if they remade Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, it's one of one of the very best. Um we still Maybe need to do our, our our three part special on that game at some point. Um mm-hmm. it will probably actually be a three part special. Yeah, no, I'm, that's not an exaggeration. I think we need a lot of time with that one. But uh yeah. Um so yeah, that that's I don't know. Those leaks and those rumors are definitely interesting. I don't know if any of it is true or if people are just uh looking at little weird leaks and extrapolating false information from it, but it's fine either way. We we can I still feel talk like- about it. It might be one of those things where people are doing that, yeah. but also that it could still be true. I yeah. think people might be looking at the wrong things and coming to the right conclusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which has definitely happened before. Um, all right, so another uh, video game, and I swear to God, we cannot spend a lot of time talking about it because we, we spent <laughs> too much fucking time <laughs> talking t- about this fucking video game. Uh, but we finally have kind of some... Uh, somewhat firm information about when the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 is going to come to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, It is the first quarter of 2022. We had seen an updated roadmap, and I'm using the word roadmap very loosely in October, (laughs) where they basically just said, hey, everything we said that was coming out in 2021 won't be in 2021. It's going to be just vaguely in 2022. They've at least narrowed down the next-gen stuff to the first quarter of 2022. Uh, They also announced some uh, a bunch of revenue stuff over at CG Project Red uh, over the past week, and uh, yeah, guess what? They made a lot of money, even though the disastrous launch of Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> might indicate they didn't. Nope, they made a lot of money. Um, 
so yeah, so first quarter 2022, uh, I guess I'll ask y'all this question. What are the chances they actually hit this uh, period? I'd say pretty good. I'd yeah. say like yeah. whether it's ready or not is a different question. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's pretty good. A pretty good chance they'll actually hit it because they. <clears throat> I'm sure they wanted to get it ready for like this past Christmas and like re- tell the Cinderella tale of this game like really reviving itself. But yeah, first quarter. If assuming you know, it's actually a good place for them to kind of like sneak in and get like Cyberpunk's fixed now, and no one really paying attention because like 30 other games are coming out. So yeah. That makes sense. Um, and it's going to be a free update for folks that already own the existing versions of the game, which, like, a fucking course it would be. Yeah. Can you imagine if they charge it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, um, but, Natalie, I mean, is this... I, I, I don't know. Is this... If they actually kind of nail the mostly fixed feeling of the PC version, do you think this is going to be a big moment for them? It's really hard to say because, man, I, I want to say that the time has passed for people to be interested in cyberpunk, but also, frustratedly, we keep talking about cyberpunk so we much. Do. So it's we're like, part of the problem. We're part of the problem. And it's like, well, it's, I'm trying to push against whatever kind of like weird revival this game is getting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. It's like. like it, mm-hmm. Everyone tries to like say it like it's like a No Man's Sky or a, a Realm Reborn or no. whatever, but like no. those games fixed the problems. I yeah. don't think Cyberpunk has ever fixed its issues. No, like they, it fixed they, the technical issues. They they have not fixed. I, I've I've said this on a couple other shows. I've been playing it on PC quite a bit this year because I'm just a sucker for first person uh, RPGs. Have you like played it Fallout. more than Final Fantasy fourteen? <laughs> have I played it more than Final Fantasy? I don't think so. I think I've played Final Fantasy fourteen more this year. Okay, so just wanted to make sure. Um, I'll I'll check after the show. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I'll never tell you actually. What, what the truth is. Um, Especially yeah, a no, bad idea to tell me b- right before the trip that we see each other on. Yep, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I've played this game for, I don't know, 10, 10 or so hours um, this year uh, on PC, and even though like, yes, like technically this game runs well, most of the bugs have been fixed in the game, like, it doesn't fix the stuff like quests feeling mostly pretty empty. It doesn't fix the thing that, that your big, the big kind of advertising of like, you can just pick your play style. Like all these other immersive games is kind of a lie. You just need to basically brute force your way through almost every encounter. Like nothing in this game is polished or fits together well. And no amount of bug fixes or um, like a fresh coat of paint on this new, new version is going to fix that stuff unless they totally overhaul the way that the game works, which they don't seem to want to do or care because it's already done super well yeah um right and when we bring up like a realm reborn and no man's sky as comparisons like those are very different situations like a realm reborn is basically from the ground up sort of restructuring of the entire thing that was 1.0 no man's sky was adding a bunch of shit to like a solid enough foundation that was just lacking in all the features that sort of were marketed or that people expected uh with cyberpunk you can't like 
I feel like the foundation, we've said this before, the foundation is like really not there. So you could add as many things as you want, but like things like the mission design, the like the various systems like the police system yeah the, or, the fact that traffic doesn't actually work the fact in, that in traffic doesn't way. actually work like those yeah. things are not about adding those are about the kids are all just adult models but small <laughs> but yeah, they're just tiny people i forgot about that yeah yeah they're, they, they all they, they just took the normal models and just pinched them and then it's like all right so you have like eight-year-olds with mustaches uh-huh. that's hilarious yeah um yeah like none of that stuff is getting fixed in these in these updates so like yeah i i i am somewhere in between of like being guilty of being curious about this game and playing it and going okay this is this is better than fallout 4 which is not a high bar you know like that's kind of where i am right now i am guilty of that but i also want to say i also agree with imran that it's like any sort of idea that this game has like improved in a meaningful sense like you know mechanically and not just on a technical level um like is just false like there's like nothing true about that so i think some people i think some people like the idea of being the person to be like well actually the rest of you are wrong and i see the hidden brilliance in this game and it's like you know enjoy cyberpunk if you enjoy it shit we all like like things that aren't that great and there are some great aspects about cyberpunk like that is something that i've always said that there there are glimmers of potential every now and then which only made the experience of playing it the amount of hours that i did all the more upsetting because it was like oh there's there's so much like good character work here or there's something really cool here but it's not fully realized or it's impeded by everything else uh, but it's like you know you don't gotta make it into to something more about that or more than that or something that's like hey well actually y'all just haven't understood cyberpunk yet um and it's like no you 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 can just like it for what it is but the problems are still very much there um i think it it would really require sort of a a structural reevaluation and a sequel at this point yeah yeah and a sequel also wouldn't like undo the like uneven foundation that is in that first game. No, but it's like, I mean, Nimron, that's a really good point because like, I mean, really, it kind of feels like Witcher 3 in a lot of ways was in direct conversation with the shortcomings of Witcher 1 and 2, yeah. um, which like, you know, which to their credit, like a good sequel should do, um, yeah. you know, like so, but I would not say that Witcher 1 and 2 had the structural problems that Cyberpunk 2077 has. Right. Um, Witcher 1 was just like a, a weird kind of Eurojank game. Yes. Yeah. Which is like, that's fine. That That's the game that it's supposed to be. But Witcher 3 is like a game of the generation contender. Yeah. Cyberpunk is not that. Not. But maybe Cyberpunk 2 or 3 is going to be the actual thing they wanted right. 1 to be. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, mean, maybe it'll take them like the third game of every series. Yeah, <laughs> so right. we got to yeah. get Cyberpunk 2 first. And then Cyberpunk 3 will be yeah. a game of the generation contender. And hey, that yep. seems like it's been working well enough for them. They keep making money. So, like, yeah. do, do they call it Cyberpunk 2078? Yeah. Why not? 
Yeah, or that would be 2079, right? 20, like, 20, 2081 or something. Yeah, I mean, like it would be some some sort of future date. Just I name after graphics cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, they also are working on other stuff, they say. They're like expanding their teams to work on other projects. And we don't know if those are sequels to things or brand new IP or anything like that. But um, at the the wheels keep turning, I guess. At this CD point, Project I Red. wonder how much they're looking toward a Witcher game because they have confirmed right. there's a Witcher game in the works. Like, I wonder how much they're looking towards that as a sort of a redemption arc. And I mean, I, I wouldn't blame them. I think memory in the games industry is extremely short. And yeah. I think people are... I think a lot of people would be happy to forget and pretend that all this cyberpunk fiasco hasn't happened uh, when a Witcher game is announced. And yeah. man, I can't believe it's can't believe it's nominated for the Game Awards. It was best RPG. Like, what the yeah. fuck, yo? <laughs> I just can't yeah, get over I mean, that. Te- technically, it counts. Like, we we were told it counts. But, yeah, we were all kind of surprised. Um, we can't mm-hmm. say the things that we voted for. But, yeah, we were a little bit surprised that it was nominated for a Game Award for best just RPG. It feels but. all a little pointless because it's like a game can strike up this much controversy, have it be so glaringly public, because that's part of the reason why we keep talking about cyberpunk, right? It's not that we love this game or are talking about it because we want to showcase the fact that we see there was missed potential or something. Like, it's just an interesting It's a, it's a, it's a cultural study. moment. It's right. a cultural yeah. thing. And so... I'm just kind of like, even with all of that, we're still rewarding it, not just monetarily, but critically. So what's the point to any of it? Like, what's well, it's, the point it's interesting because like, I've talked to some developers that were like, yeah, we we're, we had to delay our game because we don't want the cyberpunk mess. And if like cyberpunk does come out of this being like, hey, we sold another 12 million copies and won a game award. I wonder what lesson it actually teaches developers. Like, oh, yeah. we could have just not delayed it and been fine. Yeah, yeah. We that's could, depressing we could to think about. release something that's broken. Yeah, it is depressing to think about. I agree. Um, something that's less depressing to think about is uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which is uh, uh, one of 2020... Ooh, wow, when did that game come out? Was that this year? Okay, that was last year. What is 2020's, I think, surprise hits? Um, I remember talking to Imran about that game before Imran even worked here. I think it was his first appearance on one of our shows. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right after that, I was like, yep, uh, this is a guy. Um, (laughs) But coming to Nintendo Switch on April 14th, 2022 in Japan, um, it must have done okay uh for them to do this um what do we know about about this story so like i was looking at a list of atlas releases recently and you can tell the exact point when they're like oh we're not doing well in japan we need to just put things on switch Mm because everything from persona 5 royal on which is crucially does not include persona 5 royal (laughs) is out on switch as well even if it didn't make any sense for it to be there like persona 5 strikers right so, like, I, I think this is them going, okay, let's go back to the back catalog. Let's figure out, like, what else should be on the system because, boy, PlayStation sales are just not doing it for us in Japan. Yeah. And I think Aegis Rim, I think it probably should have launched on Switch as well, but it's, it is good that it's coming there now because it makes a whole lot of sense to be on that console. 
yeah, I mean, this it's a beautiful game. It should run very nicely on that console. We'll see. Crossed. I think that the battles sometimes have a lot of things blowing up at once. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I'd be thinking about that. And I'm like, hmm, wonder how that's going to run on the Switch. Yeah, anyway, I don't like this out. game. You don't? Really? You <laughs> no. Don't? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when John was like, an other, maybe less, something that's not depressing. Oh, so I it is like, depressing for you. You want this yeah, game to Yeah, I was like, to, actually, John, it was depressing set, for me. To get set what, on fire. What did you not like about yeah, it? Yeah, what, what do you not like about it, Natalie? I was really into it. Like, I... It, it was like a game that I was hooked on playing. Um, but as I progressed, the disappointment only grew. Like at one point, it just kind of nosedived and it never recovered for me. And mm. the more that I reflected on it over time, I just don't like that game. And it, it, like, it's true that, like, it's a thing where I have a reaction when people are like compare it to near automata or uh say that it's like a really incredible game like like i respect the opinion but i have like a little reaction inside me that's like oh no i disagree very strongly <laughs> huh. interesting i would have figured that would have been your kind of game so i'm a little I'm, I'm surprised i figured it too you know and like it has the visual novel segments i really actually liked the gameplay um the the it's gorgeous it is a really pretty game um but the the writing the character work uh the way that it it relies so heavily on red herrings to mm. build anticipation for its mysteries was just increasingly a huge turnoff. And like, I have a particular really close friend that we both started playing at the exact same time. And we both had the exact same journey. Like we were like, oh, this is really good, really cool. Oh, I can't wait to play it every night. And then it just like nosedived. And now every time someone brings up the game, we're kind of sort of in the corner being really sulky and bitter like oh that was extremely disappointing <laughs> like that was my most disappointing game of 2020 and the most disappointed i've been uh with the game for a while we did a spoiler cast wow. on it um i know steven was there can't remember if imran oh, yeah, I forgot we or did john that. were there yeah i was not yeah i mean i wasn't i wasn't on it but i forgot that we did that yeah, we did. I I did not did not well, like. I'm gonna that have to game. go back and listen to that because I'm curious of the details of like your because I, I I know there's a number of points where I'll be like, yeah, that would be probably where Natalie fell off. But I'm I'm really curious which one like which of those points would have what it would have been. I don't know if by the time that we yeah. recorded, I I had like a really strong recollection of how disappointed I was because like my memory is so awful. Um, but I just felt like, especially the female characters, I think, were just really awfully written. Um, mm. There were only two characters that I liked, which were, I think his name is Sukasa, I'm not sure, Okino, and his boyfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, those were the two characters that I liked. But, like, for example, Megumi was initially my favorite, and her arc was just severely disappointing and yeah and i just don't like the way that the the mystery was handled i think it's actually a, a quite messy game like if i have to 
go through this extremely extensive wiki section in the game and then like go through the entire thing by the end to still like somewhat understand what's happening it's like oh man this is this is really convoluted um uh zero escape games have done this better <laughs> so yeah huh, yeah yeah i can see that i can see if we found like a a lot of uh, experience with visual novels, how this one doesn't necessarily hang. I really enjoyed it, but I bet, like, I bet listening to your criticisms, I'd be like, yeah, you're completely right. That's <laughs> that, that part of the game was bad, or like that, I could definitely see that being a turning point. Well, of course, I'm wrong. I'm always right. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you want to, f- if you want to experience on Switch the uh, game that Natalie Flores is called the worst <laughs> video game of all time, uh, you can sometime next year. Uh, Ages run uh, thirteen cents. Um, uh, right, I even called you Napoli Snorez today, and that that's still making me laugh. Napoli Snorez is so good. Why does it make it's you laugh so, so Imran? Because you stayed up all night. Yeah. Seven a.m. Yeah. Not only did you stay up all night, you like you you got on people's cases for staying up too late. Yeah. Like on our on our Slack, you like you gotta go to bed to people who were also up. And I'm like, come on, Natalie. Michael and I were literally working on the astrologian guide together, and then DMing on Slack, and then also being in the stand-up channel, being like, okay, you gotta sleep. Like, what are yeah, you doing? You have to sleep. Like, it, it, it sleep was wild night over at Natalie HQ. Yeah. <laughs> well, not <laughs> wild morning. Um, I'm still not sure if I'm here, actually. But Well, uh, one one MMO we're not working on right now is a rumored oh, MMO. That's of, everything good uh, think, I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on these <laughs> segues. Uh, is a rumored MMO uh, from the folks that did DC Universe Online. Uh, it's a rumor that they're working on a Marvel MMO. Uh, so that would be fascinating. Um, DC universe online is one of those, uh, MMOs that like, I feel like was always pretty well received for the most part when it was live. The Um, people who like it really like it. Yeah. Um, so I was not super surprised that this team would be working on something else and it is very funny that it's apparently a Marvel MMO. So they're just switching, switching sides on that thing. Um, and these are also the people behind city of heroes. So like, I legitimately, City of Heroes is probably my first MMO experience and yeah. probably my favorite one at this point. It's a good one. But yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I am interested in seeing a Marvel MMO, which is a, a brand I care slightly more about than DC. Sure. And if it's actually any good, they, Marvel has been, they've done a decentish job so far curating their game releases. Yeah. I mean, I think Iron Man VR being a PS4 exclusive is like a weird misfire, but right. like the rest of it is all all been at least good to sometimes great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good. Yeah, good to great. I would say good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like th- there's the occasional like Spider Man, which is like the high point so far. Yeah, and then everything else has been it's like the Avengers is like, you know. Yeah, Guardians was really good. Guardians is great. Yeah, can't say enough good things about Guardians, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I I think I think this team obviously knows its way around uh, how to make superheroes in an MMO work. Um, so that's fairly exciting. Um, this team is I had a pretty decent record with like supporting MMOs um, even after they became not super viable I think financially I feel like I feel like DC Universe Online was on longer than 
Uh, it was popular, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it, it was running for at least like seven years. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely be interested in this. Matt Natalie, is it going to get you uh, pried away from Final Fantasy XIV yeah, no. if uh, this happens? No. Okay. No, I'm currently planning my how the fuck I'm going <laughs> to play Endwalker <laughs> in five days. So. <laughs> no. I mean, I think... The, Crucially, you want to go in there very well rested. So you're doing great. There yeah, you're so doing far. great. Yeah, I, I have a plan. Like I plan <laughs> like like I had a lot of time to think this morning since I was up until 7 a.m. So I was like, OK, tomorrow after dinner, I'm going to take my sleeping pill and then I'm going to sleep so that I can be awake at 4 a.m. ready to get in the queues. And then mm -hmm. on Friday, I have like a doctor's appointment but I specifically scheduled it to be a televisit because there's no fucking way I'm being ripped out of this room. Um, I I got it all planned. Are you going to play Endwalker while on the thing with your doctor? Like, it's going to be on, and I hope I hope the session <laughs> isn't That's not a no. too long. <laughs> yeah, that's not a no. Um, Endwalker is, is always on. That's the thing, everyone. It's always on in the brain. So, mm -hmm. you know, and the patch notes came out today and it's all so exciting. And I was like shaking while reading it. And I was like, ah, I love patch notes so much. Wow. I, I know this will never happen because this is a, you know, good team and like they tend to scope well and all that. But they're like, whenever people are very excited for something like en masse on the internet, there's a part of me that wonders, what if it's bad? What if this game is not actually good? Like, what what will happen to the collective psyche of the Final Fantasy fourteen fandom? My reign is my reign. My brain is already quite <laughs> rotted, so I can't speak for me specifically. Um, but mm. also, like, I, I guess, like, speaking as a stan is kind of like I, I trust. I, first of all, I'm kind of amazed that this has even been made that it's actually still even coming out and that yeah. it hasn't been delayed a second time like those patch notes going up is like a oh this is actually happening yeah it's, um, like, it's like a game going gold for mmos basically yeah, yeah so it's like first of all i can't believe that it's happening um and like in my interview with naoki yoshida the director um as part of the end walker preview press tour um just the the small things like he gave me an example of just how building something like this during a pandemic is is affected and like so many ways like for example he used he used the example of say an artist developing a concept art for yeah. a boss battle and uh like there being maybe the environment are that you know is so integral to this boss fight maybe they maybe the artist put a blue light but a, a white a more white light would suit it better um and then he talked about just like the small but like myriad ways that that becomes complex because it's like oh if you want to evaluate this should we get on a zoom call uh, but also like if we screen share the art that you're developing the quality isn't gonna look uh, the way that it should um you know we can't go to the office so it's not like i can just like look over your shoulder and say real quickly oh i think the white light suits it better than a blue light 
website or something like that. Or, you know, it's just communication and the ways in which the team has spread their ideas and, you know, come together for a collective vision that has been broken up in so many small ways. And so mm. I am truly astounded that this is coming out. I, it, at least from our preview sessions that we had, it seems wonderful. If it's even half as good as patch 5.3 was, which was just like the official sort of end to the Shadowbringers story. Um, that's one of the best story content pieces that I've ever experienced in the entire franchise. Just that patch alone was so great. Um, so I would be immensely satisfied with something even as good as that. I, I think by now people people trust the team and their vision in creating something that will feel like it honors everything that came before it. And I I don't say that lightly because I don't think I don't think that's something you that's easy to earn. I think this is something that has been earned over the past decade. Um, and I'm very curious as to how Final Fantasy XIV will go from here, just because we know that Endwalker's story will be finished as it comes out, like there won't be story patches that will continue on the rest of the sort of main plot in the same way that past expansions have had. Uh, so what we're getting is the full Endwalker story on Friday. And after that, it's pretty uncharted territory. Uh, I have no idea what their plans are and I'm excited to to figure it out. And I think it's it's a really hard thing to to have people not only love an MMO like this so strongly as this community does, but also to genuinely have people excited a decade later for what's in Imran, store. If you were ever curious about how to get an eight minute soliloquy, <laughs> all you have to do is ask is this gonna get is this other game gonna get you to stop playing final fantasy 14 tldr no <laughs> I, i'm very happy for you natalie thank you i'm I. really happy for me like in this moment and then on friday at like 4 a.m it's gonna yeah it's gonna it's yeah it's gonna wreck you it's gonna wreck everyone on our on our ff14 squad it's gonna Colin, be great. I'm very excited to see you like next week and Natalie to see like how haggard you are from like the <laughs> the Final Fantasy so 14 scared. then LA trip. I'm so yeah. scared. Like I I don't know how the cameras will work at the Game Awards, and part of me wants like the camera to randomly pan over me so I can get like an index card that says Chicory Game of the Year on it. Uh -huh. um, but then the other part of me is like, don't nobody perceive me. Please, nobody, like nobody, I don't, yeah. I don't know how the designer we, eye bags will be. I don't know how big <laughs> they will be, and I'm not an eye bag person, but I'm, I'm terrified that I'm gonna get eye bags. And I'm gonna meet everyone with eye bags. You're, you're gonna go from future class to ghost to Christmas future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's incredible. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, we've got two more stories I want to cover. Um, first, uh, another delay, uh, Midnight Suns, the, uh, the Fire Axis, um, Marvel strategy game, uh, we knew it was going to get delayed. It's now to the second half of 2022, which a, which is a very big delay. Um, yeah. yeah. What do we, what do we know about this? 
I so they said they wanted to like add more story content, add characters, polish the game up, but like sure. yeah, it, it makes I I was expecting a delay because <laughs> yeah. there was also Tiny Tina and WWE coming out that month, which yes. is our Take Two's other two big games mm-hmm. of the year. So I I figured they were not also going to launch Marvel. Second half of 2022 is a like I think they said August is the actual date, which is or some they said like a six month delay, which yeah. is like big ish for this kind of game. So I I don't think it's gonna it's done in uh, response to the criticism that they had of people people saw the game they didn't like it they wanted XCOM Marvel, but I think they're they are going to like try and polish that out a little bit and like buff out some of the the rough spots. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big delay, but it's also a pretty big game. I mean, you know, the team that made XCOM, it, like that's I don't know, a ton of people are really excited about what they've what they've got going, so they want to make sure it's good. I don't know, not a super shock, but it's a big delay. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm excited for it. I I'm I'm, a, I'm still going to be excited for it when it comes out and Yeah. September, August, whenever. Yep, makes sense. Um well, we have we have one final story and it's I, I was going to say bombshell, but we kind of knew it already. But like, it's, I guess, good that we have yet again another uh, confirmation that uh, Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be Xbox Xbox exclusive. Um, they have basically done everything but say, yes, this game will only come out on console for the Xbox. Uh, but they've been pretty clear in a lot of their... Uh, uh, little PR blasts and Q and A's and blog posts that um, they're going to really leverage Xbox Game Pass and the Xbox infrastructure to uh, to put put uh, Elder Scrolls Six um, out exclusively on the console. So uh, yeah, so that's a that's a I guess not a huge story, but it's I, worth I, talking about again. I guess I did see people go like going this. He said going. He didn't directly say th- there's it's only going to oh, be on Xbox and PC, which yeah. is like he's never going to directly say that because that's no. going to just piss people off. Right. But it's just gonna it's like it's going to only come out on Xbox and PC. Yes, like right. Starfield. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we uh, by the time yeah this came out obviously, uh, the we we did see a seven minute kind of vignette video this week about Starfield. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have any questions about what that game is going to be like, uh, the Bethesda team released a video uh, about it and they're shamelessly saying, Hey, it's a Bethesda game, Um, (laughs) which like is fine. Like we knew that this is going to be the case. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's, we, we will talk about this. uh, It's funny. We will talk about this on a later episode. Um, uh, this year at the end of December, but um, I'll just reiterate that like I think it is, I think it is fine that this team has basically earned its its uh, way into basically releasing these like very samey RPG experiences because they end up doing very well. Like Skyrim, like Todd Howard has famously said, "Hey, like I'll stop, I'll stop re-releasing Skyrim when y'all quit buying it and playing it." <laughs> Um, which like is fair enough, honestly, because um, I know it gets a lot of people every single time they do a re-release. Um, but I- I'm curious, do we think they're going to add anything kind of, I don't know, interesting or fascinating to the formula by the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out? Do we think 
technically things might be different um, between now and whenever the fuck this is coming out, seven, eight years from now. Um, I I yeah. feel like the thing that makes the most sense, and this like maybe this is an athlete of people, and maybe this kind of steps on Elder Scroll Online's toes a little bit, but multiplayer I think is going to be the thing because they've they've yet to do it in Elder Scrolls and it they have done it to Fallout. I think some sort of drop in, drop out, or maybe even like persistent Destiny style multiplayer would make some sense, especially mm. as like. Spencer talked about how this takes advantage of the Xbox's suite of features. It if you're gonna put this on Game Pass, what you want is a Sea of Thieves style community that stays subscribed for. Oh well, this new content is out, so my friends and I are gonna go run this content real quick. I think that would probably be the most logical next step. But also, Bethesda did was it Linda Cartwright who they did that video with, who was like. Yeah, she's the the wife of one of the Zenimax CEOs or whatever mm. about how how important single player gaming is to them. Mm. Then yeah. the next year they announced Fallout seventy six. So really, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of anybody's guess. Yeah, I I would be really curious to see what kind of DNA because I feel like they've had to have learned some sort of lesson from Fallout seventy six, right? Whether it is we can't ever do anything like this again, or here are the things that worked that we will put into future games. It'll be really interesting to see how, especially Elder Scrolls six uh, handles that. So, yeah, I mean, that's not a surprising answer. I am of the, I am of course of the mind that like these games are best when they are single player experiences and um, you can just kind of lose yourself in this world. But like, I can definitely see them doing something like, some sort of persistent multiplayer stuff in in six. Um, Natalie, you've never played any of these games, right? No, I I didn't say it yesterday, but I'll say it today. I cannot overstate my lack of interests in Bethesda <laughs> games. What it, what do you think that is? I mean, like I get it, but I'm curious about what it is for you. I I don't know. Like it is something that I'm. That, that racks my brain sometimes. I'm like, why do I just not care about Skyrim? Why did I fall <laughs> off after literally 30 minutes? Mm. And 30 minutes? Wow. Did you yeah. even get to the town? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I well, just, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I would like to see Natalie f- like stream a Bethesda game. I think maybe it's, <laughs> yes. Um, I think I maybe like it's because I think... I think Bethesda games have a tendency to focus on like world building and I love some good world building, but I need that to happen through the avenue of interesting characters. Mm. And I don't think Bethesda games have like a good core cast of characters that like provide that for me. Like I tried to get into Fallout Four. Yeah, there's Mm. like those aspects are there sometimes. Like Fallout Four, despite like its flaws, because I know Steven doesn't like it, and I know generally like Fallout fans don't love it. Um, There was like a cute girl in it. She had like a. A red hat, a red. <laughs> a red when hat. I was trying to say there were there are aspects of the games that you would like, I was thinking like, cute oh, girl. there's some cute girls in that. Yeah, there's some like. cute girls in it. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forget. I I think her, is her name Piper. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. It's Piper. That's correct. 
oh my god yeah, i got pepper. something yeah. right like when i plucked it out of my brain oh my gosh um the, the fact capacity of cute for remembering girls. cute girl names yeah exactly <laughs> right um like for her i was like oh maybe i'll you know maybe i'll try this fallout 4 joint i, I never did because like apparently the writing isn't great and I don't know, I just like, and when a game gives me so much freedom, like Skyrim does, I get really overwhelmed. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is. I wish I could tell you for sure. Like this is all me trying to work through that. So like when I, when I feel like I talk about Bethesda games, I feel like everything that I say is kind of like really stupid. Cause like, I am definitely not the target audience and i'm definitely like in the vast like not vast but like the very tiny minority of people for whom these games don't work so i feel yeah. like my criticisms are just like eh, those apply only to me i can't apply them to a grander scale because obviously these games they release skyrim on like anything and that right. will do insanely well so it's like well, well I, I mean they would be, they would be smart to at least understand why people like you bounce off of those games like i i think that's a lesson that they haven't even tried to bother to learn for the past yeah. like 15 years like, like league of I, legends like like that <laughs> like i care about league of legends now which is a thing i didn't expect to say so like they figured out how to do it they didn't need right. to like they're doing just fine without you know no, bringing I mean, in the like, natalie Floreses of the world you know why why bring in 40 percent of the world when you could bring in you know 55 percent of the world like i don't know that I, is like true. i get it yeah. Um, so I I can't yeah I can't tell you why, but um, maybe one day they'll they'll pull a, a League of Legends and and do it. They'll make for a good me. show about lesbians yeah. for now. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I hate being really <laughs> shallow and easy and predictable. But if they put a good pair of gays and do them well, like chances are that I'm gonna at least check it out. Like you know, like. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, fair. But also, Ruth King is good. Uh, we we didn't. I think I don't know if we wanted to do like a small check in for that because I think Imran, you've played some Ruined King, maybe. I I have. I really enjoy that game. Like the art is really good. Yeah. So good. The gameplay is like surprisingly well thought out. Like someone, yes. you can tell when someone sits down and like, we're going to fucking make a really interesting battle system. And like, here's my ideas. Let's just go with this. Like those, they could have easily done just a boring, you know, turn-based whatever, but they actually, the lane system in that game is very, very smart. So my good. one issue with it is mm -hmm. why the fuck does everyone run so slow? Yes. Every single character so runs so slow. Yes. Yeah. When you press the shift button and supposedly they're running, I'm like, Lowie, why are we running this slow around? <laughs> like there's, there's, I'm not sure where you're at, but there is, I, after the dungeon that I did most recently, which was really fucking cool. Like this game is just so good. I, I haven't actually gone back to it, even though I spent literally all of last week saying in stand up, yeah, I'm going to play more Ruins King. <laughs> not because I'm not interested in it. I just don't know what the fuck happened to me last week. Um, but like after that dungeon, you have to, I don't know why this is, especially because this is where they introduce like traveling between different regions but you have to manually walk back to like the beginning 
of the game uh-huh. essentially yep. and i was like yo alawi like can we run a little faster here <laughs> i'm like dying <laughs> but it's insanely good i'm so yes. glad you're enjoying it when where's the last part that you stopped uh i i think i just started what would be described as like chapter four like um, there's no chapter markers but like i it's been a, like a week since I've played it because I can only play it on my office monitor because every other way I try to play it makes the game look too small. Too small. Like sitting, That's fine. Yeah, sitting far away from my TV, sitting like, even with a Switch handheld, it seems like just a little too small. So like, I have to sit up. like, yeah, on my office desk, like right here. But I think the last thing I did was we killed the, the murderer, or not killed the murderer, we fought the murderer and they were judged like worthy. Mm, okay. It's still fairly early, but yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that game is very good, and I want to play more. It's very, very good. I'm very excited to see what Riot Forge does. Did y'all play Battle Chasers Night War? No, I always meant to. Wow. Just by the time it came out on Switch was where I wanted it. I just didn't get like. See, that game's dope. John, what I mean, is this, that? Is, this is it's the same team. It's the same team that oh. made the game four years ago. Yeah. Also, interestingly, a lot of the same team that made Darksiders. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so like Airship Syndicate is uh, like an Austin-based dev, and so they, they, you know, they basically did this for Riot Forge, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, they took a lot of their mechanical um, lessons that they learned from from Battle Chasers Night War, and they they just like tweak some stuff and fix some stuff in Ruin King. But like, if you like Ruin King, like Battle Chasers Night War fucking rules. Like if you for whatever reason, or like, I like this kind of game a lot with this kind of battle system, but I'm just not ready to um, dive headfirst into the League of Legends lore, which, like, they do it very well in this game, to be clear, and, like, you don't need to know anything going Mm -hmm. into it, to be clear. Uh, But if you're like, ah, whatever, uh, Battle Chasers is uh, cheaper, you know, whatever, you want want something to play from that team, that's also a really good RPG, so I think Mm -hmm. folks should check that out, and, uh, also, definitely Ruin King. It's the, uh, I think, the best game that this uh, that this uh, he, entire company has made. Um, I think it's better than League of Legends and Valorant, to be honest. But <laughs> I, yeah. I'm way more like Natalie. I am way more interested in like <clears throat> the Riot Forge stuff than yeah. anything like any League of Legends. Like, I don't want to play League of Legends. I want to watch people play League of Legends yeah. a little bit and then go like, okay, but now I'll make a JRPG out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like, I <clears throat> I don't want to watch people play League of Legends because I think there's a meme going around right now that's like, quote-unquote, pronouns are confusing. What the fuck is this? And it's a League of Legends screenshot. And that's really, like, <laughs> what my brain does when I see anything League of Legends game, like, in terms of gameplay. But I want to learn more about the world and the characters. And I think that, you know, that concentrated narrative push that Riot is doing for League of Legends right now with Arcane and Druin King basically coming out at the same time, it's, yeah. they got me. They got, I got me. you, and, <laughs> and I, I watched that Project L video. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably play this game. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watched that as well. I was like, all right, well, it's. I, I feel it coming around when I st- when I tell myself I'm gonna get good at a fighting game, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, then I spend about a week getting smoked at it. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a good. Did try. you play their previous game before Riot bought them? Uh, uh-uh, no. Uh, it's actually really interesting. It's like is 
it's imagine they smash brothers like, but not a platform fighter in terms mm. of like, there's no commands really. It's all just like very simple button execution hmm. and it's all almost entirely, uh, mind games versus mind games and strategy versus like, Twitch Oh, I got, tool. I know this combo. I'm yeah. just going to wipe you with it. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to check it out. Um, this was a packed uh, news quest, folks. We, yeah. But we did it. We did it. We rounded, wrapped up November nicely in early December. Um, and we have a ton of content coming your way. Uh, so if you're content. listening to this the week it came out, uh, next week we're going to be live in L.A. covering uh, the Game Awards, um, as well as having a couple weekend streams with some guests. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so if you like our stuff, you should definitely check out our Discord, first of all, uh, fanbyte.casa, and you should also uh, catch us over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. We are also going to publish our Goaty stuff, Game of the Year content, in a couple weeks. Uh, we have already been working on that really hard, so that will be up on the website, of course, and also on uh, the Channel F feed of our podcast network. So uh, please, please stay tuned for that. We'll also have some great uh, episodes of this show toward the end of the year. Um, uh, well, let's be honest. Every episode of the show is great. Yeah, I was like, going to say, John, yeah, every um, episode is great. It's I so mean, true. We, that, that one we banked for December 30th is it's like great. probably an all-timer for me. It's it an all-timer. Great. It's very good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like we have a very full month of content for you, uh, over at Fanbyte and of course right here at 99 Potions. Uh, Natalie, where can folks find you on the internet? People can find me at Hardimusia on Twitter. On Twitter, you can also find Imran, Imran Z-O-M-G. <laughs> it's for Imran's Oh My God. Now, do you think that Imran just won't say his Twitter handle, and that's why you do it, or is, or you just you no, get no, so feel much free, I, Imran. You, you go ahead. I just wanted to. It, the listeners deserve to hear it twice. Okay, well, is it okay, Imran? Is Natalie right? Can people yeah. find you at Imran Z O M G? You can at find Imran's me there oh at Imran ZMG, or you can find me at Napoli Snores, which I'm going to go register <laughs> right now. Yeah, you got to go grab that. You got to go grab that before this uh, goes live. Um, you can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter. Uh, you can find our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Thank you, Jordo, for all of your hard work thank and you, patience. Um, oh, thank you, thank you, mate. Just chuffed was, to hear of you. Oh, oh, it's, oh, oh wow, Jordo, I can't believe you're on the show. <laughs> You're Just not supposed to, to come in Jordan like this, but every time I, I can't believe you've adopted this English accent, Jordan. <laughs> the single worst Stupid. British accent in history. It's it is the worst accent in history. You've won it. Um, if there is ever a, folks, if you're listening to this, if you ever catch wind of a uh, contest to uh, do showcase the worst British accent in the world, genuinely let us know because I would like to enter Natalie into that competition. Fuck yeah. When I come back from London, you're going to be astounded by my incredible yeah. British voice. I'm going to come you'll back, be back in from mid-January. You'll yeah. be back from London in about 12 hours after you get there because you're going to get kicked out for doing that accent. <laughs> um, uh, but that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, thanks again for joining us for this week's episode of 99 Potions. It's that time where I and the rest of our travelers, we sidle up to the bar. We grab our potions from the barkeep, and of course, we give it a big clink, clink.
Thank you.